Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Come on. Are you ready? ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Collectively, we need to have our attention and our focus on the defensive end. When we're thinking about the offensive end, reacting to whether we're missing a shot or getting fouled or we're not connected on that end, is something that makes it harder for us because when our focus is the other way around and our focus is squarely on the defense, you know, our offense, for one thing, we get more stops. We can be instinctive in transition. It's just a collective mindset that we have to have. Everybody's got a job to do, and if you're not focused on doing your job, Teams can make you pay for that. That's Quinn Snyder. And if we had movie technology in a newsroom, which we certainly don't, we don't have the budgets, we don't have the time, we don't have the technology, but you would color that until he was blue in the face. If he said it once, he said it a million times. If Quinn Snyder had a buck for every time... Oh, wait a minute, NBA coaches literally do. They make that kind of cash. Never mind. Bad example. That works That works for grandma. That doesn't work. Doesn't work for an NBA coach. All right, I really don't want to do this segment, but I'm contractually obligated to. So, the Jazz, he says, rewinding previous takes, have plenty of talent to beat this Detroit team. Haven't seen who's out for sure yet. That'll come out later today. But regardless of who they're missing, that have enough talent to win this game. Which is what I said the last time they played Detroit and they lost. It's also what I said when they played Houston. It's also what I said when they played Indiana. I mean, this is just a broken record. Wait a minute. There's another expression only grandma gets. How many of you own vinyl? What percentage of our audience? I mean, we got some collectors. And I know there's a little bit of, you know, the auto thoughts. Oh, I have it on vinyl. It's still a low percentage. Have you met Jake Scott? Right. Yeah, good example. He's the collector. I, had a co- I have a college roommate like him. I have a college roommate who's in like 3,000 albums. He's got walls of this stuff. It's all in plastic and... I don't know when he goes what happens to it then. <laughs> I suspect the county dump. <laughs> that would be horrific. A lot of you just shuddered. I hope Mark will do something better with it. All right, so they ought to do it. I mean, they're better and blah, blah, blah. But they're 3-7 and seven in the last 10, and two of the wins are over the Nuggets because they get up to play the Nuggets. They play to the level of the competition. That's not a very nice thing to say. But so what? That's what it is. They play to the level of the competition. How else do you explain it? The Nuggets had a seven-game playoff series with the Nuggets. The Nuggets have the MVP. He will make you look silly. He will make you look like you've never played basketball before and you don't know what you're doing. He'll posterize you a bunch of different ways. So they get up for them. And then all these other teams, the bottom quarter of the league, they're just racking up losses. If the Jazz could beat the bottom quarter of the league, they'd have the best record in the NBA, which is why we're all so frustrated. I'm going to stop talking about it now. Fine. Hassan Whiteside is still in COVID protocols, so we know that part. He will not play tonight. Now, will anybody else not play because they're being cautious or whatever? You know, we'll have to see. Uh, Jared Butler is out of COVID protocols, so it's possible that he would be eligible and available to come off the bench tonight. Let's have to see how that plays out. We'll get the word later today, and whatever show is on the air, we'll let you know. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Ingram, fall away jumper, 10 feet, left lane line good. 
That does not compute. He brings it over to the right side. Now he's double teamed. Swings to Paul, left wing. CP3 on the dribble. Step back three on the way. And good for Chris Paul. Paul is in. Knocked away from Jackson. Nearly stolen. Jackson got it to Holiday, who hit a three from out on the right edge. They nearly threw away the inbound. Light night in the NBA. There were three games. The Pacers, who beat the Jazz, turned around and beat the Warriors. Got them in overtime, 121-117. Steph Curry, who has been in a shooting slump, at least for him, had three straight games with less than 20 points. Uh, Two of the last four games, he shot less than 40%. Uh, He got untracked. 39 points and eight assists. Six of 16 from three. Volume. Volume shooting from three from Steph. And it wasn't enough. They get beat. Klay Thompson, they got the minutes restriction on him. He's playing in the low 20s most night. He played 23 minutes. Had 12 points in that one. Draymond Green is still out, so he's still still shorthanded there. And they get beat. The Pacers get it done. Also, the Phoenix Suns pulling away in the West now. Beat the Dallas Mavericks. 109-101. 109-101. Devin Booker goes for 28. Chris Paul goes for 20 points and 11 assists. And that was a close game. Dallas, the game was in Dallas, and Dallas had the lead going to the fourth quarter. They were in charge there. They were up by eight, and they ended up losing by eight. They get outscored 35-19 in the fourth quarter. The Suns pick up another win. They improved to 35-9. and They've got the best record in the NBA and they're starting to disappear over the horizon. Three and a half games in front of the Warriors. Five and a half in front of the Grizzlies. Six and a half in front of the Jazz. So, barring something awful happened in Phoenix, say goodbye to the Suns here. 44 games in, they got a three and a half game lead on the Warriors. That's not impossible. Man, the five and a half to the Grizzlies and six and a half to the Jazz, that's very unlikely that one of those teams would run them down. Pelicans beat the Knicks 102-91. That is the other game. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. Juzang to Bernard between the rings. Bruins by a bucket. Juzang slides to the left elbow. A runner with a right hand is good. Bruins up by four. A half-court shot at the horn. No good by Stefanovic. And the Bruins will take it. The two coaches, not a follicle of hair on either man's head, will shake hands at midcourt. And this time, it's the Bruins prevailing 63-58. to The Utes had their chances. Key possessions down the stretch in a game that was variously one, two, or three-point deficit. They had a charge. They went one for two at the free throw line. They had a three to tie and missed it. Got the rebound. Had another three to tie. Missed it too. Couldn't get the board, and that was it. UCLA holds on. UCLA was not a picture of offensive execution down the stretch either. That whole thing about running a set play, trying to get an easy shot, get something in close, or at least get a wide-open jumper. There's some, there's some contested shots for both teams down the stretch. But the ninth-ranked Bruins hold on. They improved to 12-2 and two on the year. Juzang led them with uh, 28 of the 63 points, nearly half of the team's output. Stefanovic, who missed a, uh, a late shot for the Utes, led Utah with 18 points, and Booth Gotch had 11 coming off the bench. For the Utes, 1-8 in conference now. USC coming in Saturday afternoon for a game. It's a 4-30 game, I think, on the Pac-12 network. And the Utes and Aggies can call and commiserate because the Aggies also had chances down the stretch to win the game. Now, it was different for them. 
well, I guess they weren't playing the ninth-ranked team in the country, so that's different right there. Boise State was in town. And the Broncos, who struggled to shoot the three most of the game, hit a couple of big ones down the stretch and get the win 62-59. to It was agonizing for the Aggies because that game, it was right there for the taking. And then late it got away from them. They had the uh, they had the lead. They were in good shape, and uh, and just couldn't pull it off. Up by three with uh, four minutes, or actually up by three with two minutes to go. And the last couple of minutes, Marcus Shaver Jr. the three with two seconds left is the difference in the game as Boise State gets the win. The good news for the locals was BYU. They beat Pacific 79-71. Tigers are right there. That game was tied at halftime. And about the 15-minute mark, BYU started pulling away. And the Tigers made a late run, but uh, no, USD. Excuse me. Tigers are coming in this weekend. Are they Saturday? Yeah. Who's Saturday, Yak? Portland. Portland, yeah. Pilots. And they beat the Toreros. Pacific is next week. Yes. USD going down to defeat. But the Toreros were right there. But BYU finds a way to win. And that is the way it goes. BYU headed for the NCAA tournament. They find a way to win the close games. And Utah and Utah State are not headed to the tournament, and they find a way to lose the close games. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. I think it's just a credit to all the great teams I've been on. You know, I've just been a part of so many great teams over a long period of time. So I love that I've been able to do it for as long as I've had. I love the game and I love being out there with my teammates. So we just had a lot of success over a lot of years trying to do the right thing. And obviously what we've done here the last, uh, you know, two seasons has been a lot of fun for me to learn and grow with these players and our organization and put ourselves in a good position. Now we got to go take advantage of it. That's Tom Brady. Saying all the right things. Keeping it generic. Nothing for the bulletin board there. There's a trained professional. 20 plus years in front of the media. Big game. Well, I guess in a divisional round, they're all big games. But the biggest game of the weekend, I think it's probably Bills and Chiefs. But I think Brady and the Bucks are playing the second most intriguing game of the weekend. The Rams. And they are... They're that guy who bats number five or maybe even number six. He's been dropped down in the lineup. He isn't the hitter he used to be. But every once in a while, he connects. And when he's good, he's very good. Maybe he's that long, long drive golfer. They look majestic, but you don't know where they're going. But when they hit the fairway, it's spectacular. Grip it and rip it. That's the Rams. They might light you up for 35 points. Eh, they might throw three picks and blow a 17-point lead. Ram fans flinch now because that's how they lost to the Niners in the regular season finale. That was for you, Yock. I just throw you a bone there. Yock and his Niners playing the Packers. You confident, Yock? You feeling it? Not at all. Really? What's wrong with you? Have you watched Aaron Rodgers play this year? That's your problem? Yeah. <laughs> no faith. You've seen him play in the playoffs. You know it can be very different. I know that Jimmy G is 3-1 in playoff games. He's been to a Super Bowl, but I've got no faith. <laughs> Week 3, Green Bay won. 30-28. This is a rematch. You were right there. Aaron Rodgers the Niners also ran the front two minutes four. with the perfection. 
The Niners front four. Getting after him. That's the path. And then Debo. Throw, throw him a slant. Throw him a screen. Hand him the ball. Is it handed off? Yeah. Yeah. Line him up in the backfield and hand it to him or split him out wide and give him a fly sweep. Whatever. Find a way to get him the ball. Shorten the game. Run the ball. Turn your defense loose and win. This is how those mediocre giant teams took down the Patriots. It's been done. This is a well-known NFL recipe. Yach's not biting. He won't even make eye contact with me right now. I'm not talking about a DJ. I'll jinx it. I'm not doing it. Mm. <laughs> Chiefs and Bills is also a rematch. Bills beat the Chiefs 38-20. I mean, it's easy to say Chiefs because we always say Chiefs. But who took five possessions to get going last week? I know last week gives them this week. But who was ready at the opening whistle and went down the field every single time? It's so hard to pick against the Chiefs. Do it! Take the Bills, live on the edge. Let's do it! Who's with me? Yak won't open his microphone. PK's on vacation. I guess I'm alone then. Fine. That is the game of the weekend. And if it comes down to who has the ball last, I think none of us will be surprised. Bengals and Titans. We'll ask Scott Mitchell. He's going to join us in the 9 o'clock hour. Can running backs play with a steel plate in their foot and be effective? I don't like the way that sounds. I tore my uh, ACL playing basketball in my late 20s. So they have the surgery. They put the screws in your knees. They take the plug. They take the middle third of the patellar tendon. I know some people have it with a cadaver, but I had the patellar tendon graft, and they screw it in place, and the bone plugs you know, take hold and grow together and all that, and you have a new knee. Fine. My knee works great, so it's, it's awesome. And the doc says, yeah, I put three, and also we staple down the ileal band. So then, like in a follow-up visit subsequently, he shows me the x-rays, and I'm like, I've got screws in my knee! And he's like, yeah, I told you, we did this, this screw down the thing. I said, yeah, but I thought that was like a medical term. This looks like you went to Home Depot or Ace Hardware. These are like, Dad puts this into two, into two befores to bind it to another two before. And he just looks at me and smiles and nauseous. Yeah, it's kind of what we do. So when they say he has a steel plate in his foot, visualize a steel plate. It's not a medical term. I don't know how he's going to do that. But we'll all watch together Saturday afternoon, Bengals and Titans. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Well, the ball is knocked down and into the hands of a Ute at the goal line for a touchdown. That has nothing to do with what I'm about to say. Cal football coach Justin Wilcox has signed an extension through 2027. That ought to be the least surprising news. He's an Oregon guy, and he decided not to take the Oregon job, so you would assume he had a deal and was getting taken care of at Cal. And not only do I assume he's getting money, I assume he gets things in the program for the program that he wants and needs to be successful. Cal has gotten to the point where they can be a bull team, and you're not shocked, but how do they get out of the middle of the league? How do, they, how do they challenge for the North Division title? You look at who's won. Oregon and Stanford have passed it back and forth. Washington had a couple of trips to the Commerce title game. 
How does Cal join that group and break through? How does that happen? So Wilcox has his contract extension, which, of course, is no guarantee he'll be there till 2027. There'll be buyouts both ways in the deal. NCAA members voted Thursday to ratify a new streamlined version of the association's constitution. The motion passed 80% of the members voting in favor, putting the expected stamp of approval on the first of a two-step process to significantly reduce the responsibility of the association's national office and overall rules at all levels of the sports. Each of the three divisions will now start working on revising or creating their own rules to align with the fundamental principles laid out in the new constitution. What does this mean in plain English? Power Five is going to do what it wants. Wild, wild west, people. Everything you knew about the NCAA out the window. The NCAA will handle championships. Will it do much more than that? No, I really don't think so. Will it do anything at all more than that? Possibly not. Might be a few basic rules. But the NCAA, as we know it, no, not happening. What does the Power Five want to do? Does the Power Five want to keep the group of five or break away? There's been breakaway talk forever. But we've also heard talk from powerful people like the SEC commissioner that we want to make sure we keep the group of five healthy because we don't want to play each other all the time because then one of us will have to go 0-12. Better that we bring you in, make money off you, and guarantee ourselves three wins and essentially some bye weeks. Group of five will be kept around, not out of a sense of fairness or loyalty or what is right or what is wrong, but that helps the big guys make money and look good. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We have Scott Mitchell coming up later this morning. David Locke, radio voice of the jazz, set for 8.30. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. This is Jake Scott and Ben Anderson. Trevor Allen, of course, covers the youths for KSLSports.com. Talk about your reaction. Quinton Ganther getting the gig. I think it's a good thing for Utah. That was the only name that, that really came to mind as someone who could come in and, and really pick up with, with what Coach Mack did in his, in his time here at, at, at Utah, and that's to be able to, to continue to bring in top running back talent, develop the guys that are in here, and send them off to the NFL. And Quinton can do that. Here, Jake Scott and Ben Anderson every day from 10 to noon on 97. 1280 The Zone, powered by kslsports.com. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It is time to talk National Football League. Uh, The playoff games are obviously the big story, although there are other stories. But let's start with the playoff games, PK. Bengals-Titans, there was no doubt that this was a game they're going to put on Saturday afternoon. It's the, it's the matchup with the least sizzle in the time slot that most people are most likely to be busy and not watching TV. I knew they would stick it there, but that doesn't mean that it's a bad game or a bad matchup or that it couldn't end up being really intriguing. Does Joe Burrow emerge? Is Derrick Henry back looking like uh, you know a 1,500-yard back? And, uh, and then, as always, how competitive is the game? Well, I don't think that Derrick Henry is going to get 1,500 yards in this game. So Thanks, I'm going to say Coach. That. <laughs> Thanks. That wasn't I like the how point. you say this is where they, I knew they were going to stick at. How about this is the proper placement for this game? Can this is the proper placement. A for little the... more dainty. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> not so harsh. This is where they relegate. They They're, stick it in the no man's in this time game zone. on Saturday afternoon. I mean, so much, it's, much, it's, of, it's, much of the country's got nowhere to go. Right, and, and it's really to the point that I am a little surprised that we don't have three Sunday games and one Saturday game. Okay with it. I, I still think that's a that's a decent enough time. I mean, it's four thirty back east, where yeah. you know eighty nine percent of the population lives. There you go. So I mean, I'm still pretty good. Every one of these games at this level in the NBA or the NBA, the NFL has all sorts of intrigue. Joe Burrow is an emerging star. Is he an emerging superstar? Possibly. Is he just going to be you know really good? All right. Anywhere. I think he's already pretty good. How good can he be? Tennessee's the number one seed. Yep. They disrespect us. They're they're sticking us on Saturday. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. They went through the whole season. Nobody believes Tannehill. Tannehill. They moved a receiver in high, in college. Right. He wasn't. He wasn't even a bull, big time quarterback in college the entire time. And what can he do? I mean, he just hands it off, and they play. Rabel there plays good defense. This is their opportunity to show people that they're legit. And they've been pretty good now for a few years. It's not like they're coming out of nowhere. So, yeah, I've got all sorts of intrigue in this ball game. The big win they had without Derrick Henry was they beat the Niners. And they finished 4-3. and three, And the loss to Houston definitely raised eyebrows. The loss to Pittsburgh did a little bit. And Pittsburgh can win low-scoring defensive games. And they got to the playoffs, so... That was a 19-13 game. And then New England blew them out. New England just torched them. But 4-3 and three down the stretch, it was good enough because they had an 8-2 and two start. They were, they were sensational early in the year when they had Henry. So you buying them as a Super Bowl team if he's healthy? Or he can't be healthy. They'll bring him back, but he'll be a shadow of himself, and you're not buying it. I wouldn't put them in the Super Bowl, no. If I'm putting money on it right now, which is the ultimate determinant, everything else is a bunch of talk. I'm not putting on money on it, but if I did, I would say no. They will not reach the Super Bowl. I don't even know that they beat the Bengals. I agree. I think the, the Bengals, Bengals are hot. I think the Bengals are the pick. The Saturday night game: Forty ers and Packers. The uh, spread in this one is six. That is the biggest spread. And the Niners, in my mind, have one path to victory in this. I think the Packers are clearly the pick. If the Niners win this game, their front four got after Aaron Rodgers from, I almost said Aaron Roderick, got after Aaron Rodgers from the first snap to the last snap. So you want to see Aaron on Aaron crime? <laughs> no, I really don't. You want to see Aaron Donald on uh, Oh, I see Aaron where you're going. Rodgers. Yes. Yeah, that, that's the Niners' path to victory. Vaughn Niners, Miller in his face. The, that 9-7 and seven New York Giant team that won the Super Bowl and beat the Patriots and all that, well, they had an awesome front four. And they were just wildly disruptive. And they were the fearsome ge- foursome, weren't they? They Essentially, they weren't, but essentially, <laughs> yes. And they just jacked up New England's game plan because he couldn't block them. And if the Niners are going to win, that has to happen because I don't see the Niners' other path to victory. You know, Debo Samuel is wildly exciting. And I love watching Debo Samuel and I love saying his name and highlights. He's got a fun name and he's an explosive guy. But I do not expect Debo Samuel to run for 200 yards and four scores so that the Niners can win a 31 28 game. Would they you like have... Debo or Dabo? No, Debo. Debo's way more fun. Okay. Maybe just because I find Dabo to be cranky. 
He's <laughs> a coach. Yeah, he's just so cranky. It's their job. I guess. You never you never settle, man. You're never satisfied. Cranky. You got to be. I think, well, what you do, I can tell who you're going to pick. You just go, who's the better quarterback, and you go with that guy. Often, not always. And I think uh, I think there was twice. I think in, we're getting to that. 457,000 games. Rams and Bucks. And you're going to go uh, – Rams. That's a that's a tough call. Oh, I screwed up. I said Aaron Donald. He doesn't. He plays for the Rams, not San yeah. Francisco. Yes. I, I had my LA or my California team screwed up. Bosa. What's the health of those guys too? You know. Well, the that, Niners that, have health that, issues all over the, the place. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, what's the health? It, it seems of, like they uh, haven't been healthy for three years, but this year they've defense. got they've gotten through it this year. Well, I, I would if I had to have injuries, I'd rather have them on offense if I'm the Niners as opposed well, to defense. Garoppolo's got 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 injuries, so You're right. But I was thinking they've got some potential issues defensively, so we'll see how that plays out. Uh, for the, the 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 Rams, really, really intrigue me because I, I can't say a dark horse, but I could see them winning two ball games and getting to the Super Bowl. Two more ball games. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, they got to win two more, right? Yeah, I've never really thought there was anybody in the NFC who could beat the Bucks and the Packers on back-to-back weekends. Uh, but if anybody could, because they can't themselves, it's the Rams. <laughs> if you would have told me going in, and I, and I agree with you, which team had the best chance to beat those two teams, I would say the Rams. Yeah, I'd agree with you. There's a lot of talent, a lot of star power, but ultimately Stafford turns the ball over. Yeah, again, you go with a quarterback. Well, turn the ball over, you're going to lose games. Okay, and every one of his interceptions, there wasn't a missed pattern, a wrong <laughs> pattern, it wasn't a tipped ball, it uh, wasn't through your hands. Through your hands. <laughs> all, all interceptions are not on the quarterback. That's true, they are not. I believe Matthew Stafford, although he does not have the pedigree because he was saddled with a pathetic organization, I believe he has enough talent to get to the Super Bowl. You and McVay both believe that. Otherwise, the Rams wouldn't have gone out and gotten him. I mean, they gave up on a quarterback who literally got them to the Super Bowl. They need an upgrade. They needed an upgrade. And I I, I think he's got a ton of talent, and he's able to show it. The Bucs are not full strength themselves. They haven't been, though. No. And they're not going to be. I mean, Godwin is an ACL, and he's a very good receiver for them. Right. And but Antonio I think Brown is gone. Talent. Evans is wildly talented. He is a big play guy. You've got to love that. They've got multiple tight ends. They've still got Gronk. And actually, even without Fournette, they ran the ball pretty well with Bernard. Now it was the Eagles. I don't think that uh, running backs are a dime a dozen, but it seems like they're somewhat interchangeable. Because, I mean, Fournette's a nice player, but he's not an all-time player. Right. And I like both their tight ends. And Brady's Brady. He's got magic, man. I don't know what it is. So you're taking the Bucks. You're talking yourself into it, even though you just talked the Rams to the Super Bowl. I'm taking the Bucks. So now you can go the other way. Yeah, because you're going to take the better quarterback. It's what you do. Usually. I'll, I'll, I'll go Rams I, in the upset of the year. It's not the upset of the year. <laughs> 
Sure it would the be. The Bucks are a three-point favorite at home. Oh, come uh, on. You get three points for the home field. But, but then this is the NFL. How many times do you get more than six or seven points? Not very often. I think and there were two games in the first week and none in this week. Yeah. So, And then that's why it's so impossible to bet NFL. But the impossible game to call is Bills and Chiefs. There's yeah, two see, that's where level, you have a dilemma. Two high-level quarterbacks. Because you want to go Mahomes, but you're saying, wait a second. Oh, they're both very high-level quarterbacks. Yeah, but Mahomes you put, is a little you, older. He's had more chances. You put He's whole, it done. Mahomes ahead of Allen. So you're going Chiefs. There's no doubt in my mind. Okay, I'll go Chiefs. Because you put Mahomes. Just, just to make you happy. What, that's what you were going to do. Josh Allen's going to win a Super Bowl. Don't you well, think that statement is true? Ooh. Dan Marino's going to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, you don't get them right. I mean, you make predictions, <laughs> right. but you guess which one is, what is more likely? Would you rather sit here and say Josh Allen's going to win a Super Bowl, or would you rather sit here and say Josh Allen is not going to win a Super Bowl? I would pick Josh Allen winning a Super Bowl before I'd pick over Dan Marino. Well, now you know how Marino turned out, so that's easy. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to catch along <laughs> or catch on, I guess is more of the phrase. Oh, <laughs> uh, can I say, I can I can live with that prediction, but man, I don't know. I mean, because you would have said Aaron Rodgers, he's going to win more than one Super Bowl. Uh-huh. And I think he's about to. <laughs> but you're right. We've been waiting for it. Yeah, but you would have said it before thought, now. Oh, absolutely. As soon as he had one, I think most people assumed, well, there'll be another one because he's so young. Right. And it hasn't happened. And along the way, there were years, last year comes to mind, where you thought, this is where he gets the second one. And there's so few people who get the third one. There's so few. That if you get two, what more can be said? I mean, Eggman got three, and Brady has gone off, is the all-time all-timer and gotten seven. But who gets three? I mean, you know, Montana and Bradshaw did. I mean, it's just, it's a small handful of guys. It's less than one quarterback for decade per decade pulls that off. If you have two quarterbacks straight to the Hall of Fame, or if you have two Super Bowls straight to the Hall of Fame, first ballot, Eli Manning, is he the worst of the two-time Super Bowl champion quarterbacks? Hall of Famer. Well, I mean, I, you'd have to go way back. And statistics were so askew back then, though. To, to see, you know, if you're going in the modern age, basically. Well, the Super Bowl keeps it modern, modern-ish. Yeah, I get I know, the game has evolved inside that time as well. It's like Greasy's throwing 10 passes a game. Yeah, but he and Bart Starr are Hall of Famers. And then you're up to Bradshaw. Right, but still, you ask the worst. Yeah, statistically, Manning would supersede those guys. Yeah, but he was taking a 9-7 and team to the Super Bowl. And Greasy, 17-0, and undefeated. Okay. And three Super Bowls in a row. He was a hell of a handoffer. He was. <laughs> it's it's apples and kumquats. It really so I, is. I, I can't say that uh, younger Manning is this or that. Although, to, 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 to think about it, I'm not sure I heard you correctly. In fact... Now what? <laughs> I didn't good. hear shiz. Ha <laughs> ha! So the Bengals are the road team, and then I and then I take three home teams. That's probably a mistake. They'll probably be a road win Sunday. I would like to see Buffalo get in there, some new meat. Andy Reid's got his Super Bowl. 
He does. He's established. Chiefs are trying to get to the AFC title game for the fourth straight year and the it's Super Bowl for the gra- third straight. It's gravy for him at this point. Whoever wins the Bills-Chiefs game wins the, uh, wins the next week, right? Uh, let me see what Cincinnati does. Or let me see how Derrick Henry looks, too, for that yeah. matter, to go back yeah, to your if, original point. If Henry goes out and runs for 125 yards on 18 carries or something like that, we're all going to be going, uh-oh. <laughs> Underestimate your own risk. I mean, if he's healthy, he's fresh. He didn't take very many hits this year. Hasn't taken hits in a good long while. Uh, so I get where you're going, and I can agree with that. But I reserve judgment to see where we are on Monday, Sunday night, I guess, and, and discuss it uh, you know, next week. Either way, I'm excited for the following week. You know, some, some, some people say that's the best week of football. You know, next week. You've got from doubleheader, two games. Yeah. And the winners go to the Super Bowl. And then you got the two week lull where you got to shuck and jive until you get there. Uh, I don't have a problem with the NFL doing it, but it does seem like a long time. Uh, me being as a soccer guy, I'm used to them taking off six weeks. Nice. And then re- reconvening for the CONCACAB finals, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm into that now. Yeah. Uh, is this going to be a better week competitively than the first week, though? Because we had two good games yeah, I would buy and that. four brutal games. I would buy that, yes. Yeah, yeah I would I, think so. And I think in the case of the AFC, we have three young quarterbacks. The NFC, not so much. The Niners look like they're on the verge of giving up on Garoppolo because they traded up to get a guy, so we assume Garoppolo's out of there. And then the Packers and Bucks have Hall of Famers at the end of their career. Stafford. <laughs> in I the, think Brady's just getting started. Brady's just getting started. 66-year-old Tom Brady won his 19th Super Bowl today. Uh, but the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Bengals all have young quarterbacks who all look like, I want to watch this guy play football for the next 10 years. I'm, I'm ready to watch all three of these guys. And they're not alone. Now, it's to a different level, and some of the guys are even younger. You know, Herbert's younger. Uh, Tua Tungavailoa is younger. They're, in, they're between intriguing and exciting, but they haven't been to playoffs yet, but I think they already have our attention. Uh, not so much Tua. Tua uh, more, for, more for what he did in college. Uh, Herbert, yes. But I don't see. I don't know that anything's guaranteed as far as competitiveness. You, you would have thought that Russell Wilson would have been uh, – I picked him last year to be MVP, and now a year later they didn't even make the playoffs in their offense. Didn't they get shut out in a game this year? It was against Green Bay. It's like, wow. And he had come back for that game because he was out a little bit. So, you know, I'm I'm not sure. On paper, as we go forward, looking right now, sure, I can buy everything you said. But things change. And football, to me, is the ultimate team game. And you don't have the big dogs up front. No matter how good you are. So what, what happens there? You know, offensive lines, they've got to be good. I mean, we can look at it and say why the Chiefs didn't win the Super Bowl. That was, that's about what I was going to go to. Just go to the Super Bowl, and the Bucks' yeah. defensive line dominated Kansas City's offensive line, and the Bucks won the game. Yeah. There you go. Mahomes was... Now, was, was he any running. worse, any less than he was the year before, his no. talent level? I don't he, think so. He was just, just running, trying not to get sacked on every play. Yeah. And they, Where they was he? What no was he rhythm. running for? I tried to avoid using that cliche. <laughs> And I did, and then you tried you to rope me back into it. I know you it. did. You like the fact I didn't default to it, though. I gave it a little extra effort. Yes. I'd prefer to be running to the bank, or no, laughing all the way to the bank. That's a great expression. 
Because that means you're rich and you're having a good time. Old Running school. for your life? No, that doesn't sound too good. Laughing all the way to the bank? I like it. Laughing all the way to the deposit on your laptop computer or your phone. La- yeah, who goes to the bank now anymore yeah, anyway? Everything is very, direct deposit. Very, very rarely. Every <laughs> once in a while, just to see if it's still there. And if you I've go, there's the, one teller waiting for you. I've got the uh, the card, you know, if you need cash. Mm-hmm. But I've long since forgotten what my PIN number is. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I, I still know that. Oh, I, I, got, I got it written down. But I, I used to get out cash maybe once a week, and now it seems like I don't even get it out once a month. I, just, I don't use that much cash. Right. That's what I'm talking about. I see. Uh, my wife will go, and she'll give me like four 20s a month. And then by the end of the month, she's taken three of them out. <laughs> I need that 20 <laughs> I, bag. I just put them in my wallet. I wasn't and then she it. has yeah. reason for needing the money. So she knows She knows the bank in our house is my wallet. And it's virtually <laughs> has a locked vault because I hardly ever go into it. I mean, I don't, what, what do I buy? Nothing. I can't. I don't. And if I buy it, gas, I buy gas. But I, I know. I, I was going to say, I buy gas and I do it on credit. Everybody if I, does. If it I on buy credit. sandwich, you know, for lunch or, you know, grab dinner downtown occasionally. Well, at work, I do. Well, sometimes. you work different hours right. than I do. But so if I'm I do, home at that it's, time. it's on the card. I couldn't even tell you the last year that I paid cash for food. That's yeah, a, I'm just hoping automatic. you tip well because I had heard you're pretty tight. I'll listen to you. <laughs> DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80, The Zone. Questions up on Twitter right now. David DJ James, who will play in the NFC title game? Call your shot. Who will play in the AFC title game? Bills at Titans, the early leader in the AFC. Rams at Packers, the early leader in the NFC. David DJ James on Twitter. Cast your votes. DJ and PK brought to you in part by... Zero Res, the only carpet cleaner for a smarter, lasting clean. Zero Res is patented process, uses only water to clean, meaning no crunchy carpets and a spot-free carpet is safe for the whole family. Schedule your carpet cleaning today by calling 801-288-9376. 801-288-9376. Or book online at zeroresaltlake.com. Or if you're up north, zeroresdavisweber.com. This is Unrivaled. Guys are doing a hell of a job. If you got to trade an offensive player, trade Boyan for Ben Simmons. What are you going to get from Ben Simmons? 13 and a half points. We don't want whatever. You want defense. <sighs> Stop trying to convince me of something. One won't happen, and two, I don't want to happen. Stop trying to convince me. I'm not going to do it. That is unbelievable. Catch Unrivaled with Scott Mitchell and Alex Keery. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Powered by kslsports.com. DJ BK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. <clears throat> Purchase Ford fans on all you need tickets to an upcoming game and receive unlimited hot dogs, soda, popcorn, nachos, and ice cream starting as low as $30 per ticket. Visit utahjazz.com or call 325-2999 to buy your Ford fan zone all you can eat tickets now. I am ready for one of the great rationalizations of all time. I think we can all agree everyone would feel better if the Jazz had won some of these games recently. It's obvious that 7-3 and three is better than 3-7 and seven and we'd feel better. But I don't know that it ultimately matters. Maybe. Maybe it gives us a peek into what they can do in the playoffs. But in these last 10 games, Rudy Gobert's missed five and Donovan Mitchell has missed one. Let's see a show of hands. 
Who thinks they're winning in the playoffs without Donovan Mitchell and or Rudy Gobert? If either one of those goes down going into the playoffs, the fan base, the local media, we're going to throw up our hands like, oh, they got no shot. National media, too. And the locker room, maybe they'll still believe. The only people who believe are in this locker room, and we'll get that speech. But, but if you're being honest with yourself, you think either one of them go down, then it's over. So should we even worry about these last 10 games? They don't have the guys that are not going to play championship-level ball. Now, the people who are remaining could play better, and then we'd feel better about the team, but that's not the group that's going to be playing in the playoffs. They have three guys in a rotation who aren't going to play in the playoffs unless something goes horribly wrong. So are we getting wound up over nothing? Now, the guys who are remaining could play better, could play harder, never turn it off, compete for all 82 games, all that kind of stuff. And I get that, and that's where I've been holding the bar, and you've been hearing that every morning after games. They, they should have won. They were up by 13 Wednesday night in the third quarter. They should have won. They should have played better. But that group isn't winning the championship anyway. And maybe Donovan Mitchell would have looked better down the stretch against the Lakers if he didn't have a concussion. Scoreless in the fourth quarter. Pretty rare for Donovan. I can't tell you it's never happened, but if it has happened, it's happened so infrequently, I can't tell you the last time it did. So, stand down, let them get the team back together. And, you know, you can argue other teams are playing without guys and other teams, other teams going to win the championship without guys? And the Bucks weren't the ones he last year. They fought back. But does anyone think they're going to repeat without their guys? There is a chance, this is the best case scenario, that we look back at these last 10 games and say, hey, it created some urgency. So when they got their guys together, they felt like they had to bring it. And they had to play at a high level. And then you got the other possibility out here, which is, healthy or not, they're not good enough to win the title. And that's where the fan base is. Win the championship. After they got the number one record in the NBA last year, there's nothing you can do in a regular season. And honestly, that could be part of the problem with this team this year, too. Even when they were healthy and dropped some games back in November and December. It matters. But does every regular season game really matter? They've already had the best record, and it didn't get them to the title. And that's why they're wearing out the phrase, be playing your best basketball after 70 games. Which is just another way of Jeff Hornacek 20 years ago saying, let's make sure we're playing our best basketball in the last 10 games. They're saying the same thing. You go through the whole season to get to that point where you're playing well. Now, if you're playing really well at that point, the only way to get there is you've won a bunch of games along the way. So as much as we all want to go nuts over everything that's happened in 2022... And everything started falling apart on New Year's night. They lost to the Warriors and didn't look good doing it, and they did have their team that night. If they don't have their team, are they beating the Warriors and Suns? They got the Warriors Sunday and the Suns Monday and Wednesday. And we've already got the word. Hassan Whiteside still in COVID protocols. Jared Butler out. We'll see about Donovan and his concussion. But as much as we're going nuts over every game, 
there's still a lot of scenarios going forward. And one is they're one of the top five teams in the league, but they're not the best team. And because the way the West is stacked, you could be in trouble in the second round. You could be in trouble in the first round. In the second round, you will definitely have your hands full. And you could in the first round as well. David Locke, radio voice of the Jazz. We'll talk to him about all of this coming up at 8.30. PK is going to join us next. Stay with us.